0: good morning today is wednesday october 4th and i am grace's dad Uh, grace i have come to believe gave her life to wake me up and that is why i have this podcast deprogramming with grace's dad and uh, i am thankful that god has woken me up to what is going on and we're going to cover that in a great degree of detail today today you have joined me for part four of the series which is medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States by design. I'm emphasizing by design um, because this has all been on purpose. There's no accidents relative to this situation. And I want to just go through a couple of things by way of introduction first. The, Don, why don't you just bring up the opening slide and then I'll explain this slide and then go backwards. So, you can see today's discussion is the esoteric spiritual battle. I'm going to comment on that in a minute. The, the history so far, we started with, with who, and I proved that they're all in on it. Then, second, we went into what? What have these, what has everybody bought into? And they bought into a eugenics philosophy that has been orchestrated by Satan, which you're going to see today. And then the third segment, part three, which we recorded last week, is the proof that the United States is mystery Babylon, that we are responsible in the United States based on biblical prophecy to unleash our pharmakia on the rest of the world, which, of course, COVID certainly did that with 70 percent of the world's population getting the jab. And so now all of these slides, the PowerPoint, and then there's more detailed research because I can't put it all in the slides. We set up a spot on Grace's website for this seven part series. And so you can go into that and see on the website. You can see all the research. You can see the slides that aren't presented in the PowerPoint. You'll see the PowerPoint. So you don't need to take screenshots of anything here and then um, last. as far as by way of introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to get you to dig. I don't want you to believe me. I'm hoping that this information um, provokes you to dig deeper, just like I started digging deeper after Grace died. All right, so then now on to today's topic, the esoteric spiritual agenda. And this is under the why. So we went through who what where now why next time we will go through when and then we'll finish the investigation part with how so next time when then how and then finally the seventh part will be now what now that you know this what do you do with it so this why part seems out of place normally you would put why at the end but i put it here on purpose because i want before these next two pieces it seems to me that you need to know the why i've long believed that until you know the why you know nothing and so today uncovers the why behind this entire thing so that's why i put it where it is so with that being said we're going to review the two slides that i've done with each one just to set the stage so go on go ahead Don, with the next slide please all right so I'm explaining, and this this slide shows it, that we've been programmed to believe lies and they come from all sides and angles. Today is going to put together the big picture as to where does the original lie come from. All right, then we'll go to the next slide, Don. When I discovered what's in this slide is is what prompted me to dig further and actually take uh, a number of the hours of research I did in the past and put it all together in a series. So long before COVID, even the CDC acknowledged the fact that medical malpractice is the third leading cause of death in the United States. And with heart disease being number one at 700,000, Uh, cancer number two at 600,000 and then medical malpractice number three at 400,000. Well, Grace's death exposed that while there is some medical malpractice because we're all human, we make mistakes. The reality is these protocols and things that they're putting in place. Of course, the protocols with COVID remdesivir and ventilator being the main two, directly caused the death of over a million Americans in a hospital setting. So then all of a sudden you realize, okay, they're hastening death and they've been hastening death for a long time. So cancer, for example, at 600,000 deaths, well, cancer has already been cured. So the cure that we've been programmed to believe is chemo and radiation, which hastens death. Well, hastening death is murder. So now we take just those base statistics without adding in anything else. And you quickly see, oh my gosh, medical murder is by far and away the number one cause of death in the United States. In fact, there's not even a close second. Now you add in COVID and you see at the bottom, you see that the all cause mortality of those people who got the jab already is 24%. And it's gonna go higher. So, I mean, that means that if you got the jab, you have a 24% more likely chance of dying prematurely than you did if you didn't take the jab. And of course, they have these statistics because the life insurance actuaries have studied this. That's how they set the rates. And then the all-cause mortality increase in the entire population because of the COVID PSYOP, the poison that was released is 13%. And it's, it's just interesting when you start looking at these statistics, it's like the blinding flash, the obvious. So now with that That behind us, let's dive into today. So, let's go to the first slide, Don. I'm going to bring this up on my other screen too, just so I have it. All right. So, this is the intro. We're going to look at the spiritual battle. So, there's a spiritual battle. That's what is going on here. That's what I've become awake to. I have believed in the God of the Bible for about 30 years and so knew Satan exists, but I didn't realize what is really going on. So, I'm going to show you this in words, audio, and visual. Let's go to the next slide, Don. Okay, so in words, it's the first recorded sin of man, which was in the garden, Genesis 3, is to be like God. And you're gonna see how Satan uses that desire, our sinful heart, to promote an agenda. So what what does what does his power look like? And Ephesians 6:12 describes it. And it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So that sets up. Actually, I'm going to have Don play this clip, and then I'm going to read the red side of this uh, um, slide when we come back. So go ahead, Don.
1: Now, for a brief description of the kingdom of Satan and its headquarters we turn to Ephesians chapter 6, which actually is an absolutely key verse on this whole theme. Ephesians chapter 6, Paul says in verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. For our wrestling match is not against persons with bodies. Now that phrase is taken from the Living Bible. And I think it's a very good phrase. We are in a wrestling match. But we're wrestling persons who don't have bodies. Well, that immediately causes us to adjust our thinking because we're not used to the concept of persons without bodies. Although there are multitudes of such persons in the universe. Then he says, in the Prince version, against rulers with various areas and descending orders of authority. So, it's a very highly organized kingdom. There are rulers in this kingdom, each with a particular area of responsibility. And under each of those rulers there are sub-rulers who are responsible for sub-areas in that kingdom. Now, you might say, well, Satan was very clever to devise such an organization. That's not so. The truth of the matter is that he rebelled against God, being, as most people believe, in in charge of one-third of the creative angels. uh, Brought his angels into rebellion against God with him and were cast out of heaven and simply set up a rival kingdom keeping the organizational structure that they had when they were part of God's kingdom. Our wrestling match is not against persons with bodies, but against rulers with various areas and descending orders of authority, against the world dominators of the present darkness. And I deliberately use the word dominate because the Greek word is a very powerful word. And I choose the word dominate because God never dominates anybody. Wherever you encounter domination, it's something satanic. That's not how God rules people. But Satan's ambition is to dominate the whole world. Do you understand that? Not just some little part of humanity. But through a kingdom of darkness to dominate the whole world. And because his kingdom is a kingdom of darkness, the people who are in that kingdom, for the most part, don't know what they're in
0: all right well with that clip under our belt i'm not promoting pastor derek prince there that's not the point but he did such a great job explaining the spiritual battle that i wanted to play it so our our battle is not against anthony fauci or klaus schwab even though obviously by their actions we can see that they're satan's minions our battle is a spiritual battle and when you understand that you can see how deep it is so our spiritual battle is really a result of satan hates god so then the battle is over souls both physically which means killing us and spiritually which means believing in man's ways versus god's ways and when you see something that i learned early on that satan can only sin so then we get these illusions of choice so we see things that are good in society but yet if they're under the umbrella of evil they're really not good so we see this all over the place yesterday i was on the water and the u.s coast guard has a spot on the water so you think oh wow the co- that's great you know if there's a problem out on the water you know the coast guard's right there to help which you know that's of course that seems good But then you realize, okay, the Coast Guard is part of this whole satanic system. And so you can't buy into the system just because you see some good things within it. All right. Well, that's a long explanation, but I think it's helpful. And now we're going to go to the last slide of this introduction to show this in an illustration. So go ahead, Don. You can go to the last one. And you'll see then we have this dual this duel that's in place, Satan versus God. And what does each side offer? So Satan offered Eve the the knowledge of the tree of good versus evil, but he could never offer good. He only offered the tree of evil versus less evil, which really sets up the entire society that we live in, which you're going to see today. And then next time, we're going to drill it down to the detail. So what did God offer? Same thing he's always offered. He offers wisdom. He offered the tree of life, which he exposed to us later on in the form of his son, Jesus. All right, let's go to the closing slide of this. Situation. So now in in the can, is that Satan lied. He can never be good. The trap now has been set to wipe out God's creation. Satan's dual nature has a foothold. The evil versus less evil esoteric dialectic, that's what we're going to go through today, and esoteric dialectics, that's what we're going to go through next week, become his tool to rule the earth. Satan is the prince of this world and our sin nature desires exactly what he has to offer. All right, so let's do the intro of the second part. We have four parts in this um, part four series. So first, what did Satan set up? The Antichrist first beast system, the evil side. Second, we'll, we'll come back after this and cover the less evil side. So this is involving our physical destruction. All right, let's go to the next slide Don. so then he's got a couple of big lies that are part of this situation first is we want to worship people and so it's part of our nature that we want anything but God and we want to be our own God, and so then you see a simple. uh, exoteric dialectic that's been put in place in the United States that we foolishly believe a better President is going to fix things yet. You know, intuitively, we know that is the lesser of two evils. And this is on an esoteric level. Satan's got this going. And then on an exoteric level, which is, you know, Democrat versus Republican is a simple example of the tool that Satan uses to get us to buy into this idea of people worship. All right, let's go on to the next one. The pinnacle of people worship, of course, is transhumanism. So transhumanism's lie is that we can live forever like God. And this has happened before. We've seen this way back in Genesis that the Nephilim have corrupted God's seed. And so God had to wipe out the planet before other than Noah and his family. And transhumanism is the Nephilim of today. And this article that's over on the right-hand side, I've just referenced where I got it from in, in the link. All right, let's go on to the next one, Don. So I wanna show you this in something that I uncovered in some of the research with the Holocaust, uh, World War II Holocaust compared to the worldwide Holocaust today. So back then, the so you'll see problem, reaction, solution, that's the Hegelian dialectic. So the problem back then was eugenics, the reaction, World War II, and then the solution, which I put as security and comfort is the Nuremberg trials and then the United Nations. We're never going to have have this happen again. You see how we're relying on man. So is this really an exoteric agenda? And of course, everybody believes that situation, which you know, World War II obviously happened. We obviously had the Nuremberg trials. We obviously have the United Nations. So it's easy to see that. But what if the real agenda was hidden and World War II was simply a warm-up? and you know the eugenics programming came first and the eugenics programming set up really the problem we're seeing today that's being exposed in real time that we see that there's a uh, reduction in the world's population is now the problem and the that's the problem from satan's perspective and then what is happening the reaction is we're seeing evil exposed at a record pace. I'm going to cover how that's a PSYOP a in a little bit. And then what's the solution? Well, the angel of light becomes the solution, which is the second B system, which we'll cover next. And so Satan uses that tool, the second B system, to capture the, the surviving souls under the guise of power back to the people. And that's being sold at the same time Right now, as the evil is being exposed, it's interesting to see them both happening in real time today. All right, let's go to the next one, Don. I realize that last slide, by the way, is maybe over your head. I think it will come to um, to light for you as we keep going through, and you'll see this this dual nature of Satan being exposed. All right, well, what's another big lie? So the first one, people are too expensive. We've got to have people worship. Um, and you'll see that the planet worship really facilitates the and the whole lie that people are too expensive and it leads to the physical death of man as an excuse to save the planet. So let's go to the next slide, Don. Last time I showed this plan to depopulate the United States. This is simply review. And so you can see what they're doing already. So they say 1967 I drill I bringing this slide up because I drilled this down quite a bit. That was a rabbit trail in preparation for today. So you can see already in 1967 on the left hand column in encouraged increased homosexuality. Of course, we see that on steroids today. Uh, fertility control agents in the water supply. Uh, interesting, you know, the the water supply, of course, has fluoride in it and that is all kinds of nasty consequences but because of so many sources of public water you know they've on purpose got people to move to cities so then they deter they're dependent on a public water supply you know they can poison us at any time they decide to wipe us out all right so let's go to the next one don so this starts getting into a little of the the rapid trail i was on last week and then i worked i spent a fair amount of time digging into it this week because i thought it was important so last time i explained that i went to kindergarten in 1968 and 69 and they the weekly reader they so the government I believe the Weekly Reader is becomes a propaganda arm of the government, and I'll show you that in a little bit. That was the rabbit trail this week. So back in, in the 68, 69 timeframe, they told us in the Weekly Reader that it is irresponsible to have more than two children. And also, if your parents had an electric can opener, that was not good because there's limited resources on the planet. So think about the lie here. What did God tell us to do? He said, be fruitful and multiply. He never sent an amendment. So that means he gave us enough resources to do the job that he empowered us to do. So then I started thinking about, okay, well, what there's, you know, there's a theme back in the sixties that is alive and well. And so you look at the Andy Griffith show, green acres, leave it to beaver. How many children did each, um, couple or person have. So we have one with Andy Griffith. We have none with Green Acres and Leave it to Beaver. They have two. All right, I'm going to cover that in the in the sixth series in a little bit more detail. And then if uh, I was bringing this up to my brother and he said, did you also notice that the only married person on Andy Griffith is the town drunk? Is that a coincidence? And so I'm going to, just because we need to laugh a little bit, there's a 45-second clip I'm going to have play, Don play here. And this comes out of, Grace and I, before she died, about once a week would watch an episode of Green Acres. And we would just howl because of the literal humor. And my wife and I picked up on that uh, and that um, that habit. And so this one we saw a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm sharing it here just to break this up a little bit and give you a laugh. So go ahead, Don.
1: Hello, Mr.
0: Kimber. Oh, hi, Mr. Douglas. Say, are those peaches?
1: I'd like to find out if they're ripe enough.
2: Oh, well, we will have to send them to Washington. Make a few tests on them. It'll probably take a couple of weeks to get the report back. Of course, if they're ripe now, they'll be overripe then. It's ripe. Well, that's another way of telling.
3: Ripe enough to make jam out of They are? What kind of jam? what kind of jam
2: would you make out of peaches Peaches, huh? uh let me see
1: how many peaches do we have to pick
2: it depends on how many jars you want to make oh you can't make jars out of peaches oh you make them out of glass hey, the department has a bulletin on glass blowing
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i just enjoy that that humor let's go to the weekly readers this is the rabbit trail so i did some, I was trying to find the actual weekly reader that was in 1968, 69. And unfortunately, not everything is available, but I did a deep dive into weekly readers and see how did, did the weekly reader really become a programming arm of the government? And here's some things that I found. So in the fifties, the weekly reader said the world's best neighbor is the United Nations. And then they also had this summer, The words of the pledge were changed. Two more words are in the new pledge. The two new words are under God. So that seems good, but remember Satan can only lie. So think this through, we're pledging allegiance to a flag. You can't pledge any allegiance other than to God. He tells us to make no oaths. Then the great doctor, this again from the fifties, this month, many girls and boys are getting polio shots then these children will not get sick with polio. So now we fast forward to 30 years later, and this is this is the um, part one, I'll show you part two is on the next screen. You see that the Department of Health and Human Services actually admitted what the deal is with the COVID shot. They didn't admit it till June 1st of 1984. I'll cover that with the next slide. Go ahead, Don. So I'll do this first before Covering the rest of the Weekly Reader, so this is on the left-hand side, you see it says the FDA believes that delaying the change made by amend uh, the amendment to six thirty point one one would be contrary to the public interest. As discussed above, questions have been raised in litigation about whether the vaccine used in the clinical clinical trials conducted in nineteen sixty two for the approval of the sole license for oral poliovirus vaccine meant all the technical. Re- requirements of section 630.11 FDA believes it is in the public interest or excuse me believes it is in the interest of the public health to make the amendment effective as soon as possible to make sure that certain that questions concerning whether the vaccine lots used in the original clinical trials technically conformed with the additional requirements of the additional standards all right so and so, we we don't want it. You can see it right at the end, and it's going to cover into the next one. We do not want to cast doubt on the safety of the vaccine. Any possible doubts, whether or not well founded, about the safety of the vaccine cannot be allowed to exist in view of the need to ass- assure that the vaccine will continue and be used to the maximum extent consistent with the nation's public health objectives. Accordingly, because of the importance of the vaccine and of the maintaining public health confidence in the immunization program that depends on it, good cause exists to issue these amendments and the final rule effective immediately. So you can see what they're doing. They realize, okay, these this is oral polio at this time. The oral polio vaccine was, was a lie but we've got to cover this up because we can't accomplish our public health objectives unless we cover it up. Well, this same thing is happening today. The Brooke Jackson case exposed that the COVID jab was in fact a prototype. It was never a vaccine as they lied to us. And then the federal judge on March 31st of 2023 threw the case out basically with the same idea that if we let this out to the public and the public knew that this was a PSYOP, all faith and trust in the United States government would come crashing down. So you can see this, this history. You can see it in came to light in 1984. They covered up. Now we see it again in 2023. Same, same playbook, just different set of circumstances. So I thought this was funny. In 1957, they wrote What Lies Ahead. And so you see my commentary. Let's go to the next one. So now we see from the 60s what's going on. This one is a shocker. So this is from 1968, October 9th, 1968. It happens to be my mom's birthday. Not 1968. Also is is the anniversary my son Travis committed suicide on October 9th of 2018, uh, which we're coming up on that uh, not so pleasant anniversary. And, you know, just uh, do a quick sidebar here relative to suicide, because our newsletter talked about it this last month. As I found out from Vera Sherov, the whole psychiatry movement is about and we see that chronic depression from 1967 was the goal. And the whole psychiatry movement is not about helping people with depression. It's about promoting the depression and getting them on pills and ultimately the combination of meds got travis to that point all right so then weekly reader from october 9th of 1968 you can see that the title is a lie. parents are teachers which that's true but that isn't what they're trying to promote here so you see what i highlighted in, in yellow we are all aware of the importance of the parent during the first live years of a child's life not after that of course this awareness has reached such great proportions that the federal government, yeah, of course, the federal government can save us, right, has allocated funds to support many school programs supplementing the parental role. Parents play an important role. Well, no kidding. They play the most important role, second to God. So what is the role of the school in this? The school is the most logical place to acquaint the parent with these responsibilities. I mean, you got to be kidding me. So you can see this transition of Society 67, they came out with the agenda in writing to depopulate the United States. Here we've got to make sure that the public school system indoctrinates kids, and we're going to take over the role of training the parents so that the parents can be in on this with us. So that's the 60s. Then comes the 70s. This is really laughable. How safe is our drinking water? Fighting water pollution in our nation's 240,000 water systems is not an easy task for EPA officials. Yeah, of course it's not an easy task because they're in on it. To ensure safer drinking water, the EPA has enlisted the help of local water officials, and we know they need these local water officials to put the chemicals to kill us in the water. The local officials under the threat of a stiff fine must report any pollution problems to the EPA. Well, the EPA is the one polluting everyone. You know, it's time to wake up. All right. 1974. What can the U.S. do to help feed the world's hungry? So why is there so much hunger? You can see experts say it's because growing populations are eating up food faster than the world's farmers can produce it. Of course, a direct lie. So then what is the suggestion? Uh, Another same same uh, playbook, different different date. Other public officials have suggested that Americans give up one hamburger a week. Of course, now they want us to give up the whole cow. They want to eliminate cows from our diet because they eat too much grain. Well, now they emit too much gas. I mean, it's the same same playbook. They just set the stage here. So anyway, if the U.S. raised less beef, there would be more grain to feed the population. Lie upon lie. Levels of lies here. All right, so let's go to the next one, Don. What we see is that there is a reverence for the creation versus the creator. And so we're going to play the first clip here first. These are two longer clips, four or five minutes apiece, but I think it's important for people to understand what is going on. What are Satan's minions doing under the second lie of planet worship? Because the planet worship really sets up the population control agenda. So let's play the first clip. Don gives you a broad view. You just got back from Egypt, but when you were in Egypt, you were interviewed by Jim Schneider from Crosstalk, and you made the statement um, from the, the COP27 convention that they are creating a new system of morality and ethics. Can you give the audience a global perspective as to what that new system means?
2: Yeah, very happy to do that. Thank you, Scott. And I think uh, you are one of the people who has already experienced what that new system of morality looks like with what happened to your daughter. Um, And and I think that type of thing is going to be happening a lot more. In fact, in Canada now, we're seeing these absolute maniacs masquerading as doctors, calling for adding uh, infants up to one year old to the uh, medical assistance in Diamond. They're talking about literally killing babies after they're born if they have some deformity or some uh, problem where where these quacks uh, think that they're not uh, worthy of continuing to live. Uh, and, and so I think that is what people should have in mind and in the back of their minds as, as I explain what I witnessed at this UN uh, climate summit. Um, know the 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 standard stuff that always happens you know they're they're talking about well you need to give us more money you need to give up more of your freedom you can't use uh, fossil fuels etc etc but uh, i think the even more important story was the the really the unveiling of this new system of morality they actually had religious leaders from all these different uh, they call faith traditions uh congregate there on the sinai peninsula and uh, they did this big ceremony they actually walked up to the top of mount sinai i walked up a couple days after them but uh, they, um, they they had this ceremony of, for climate repentance, where they repented of their climate sins. And uh, if you listen to these people, you don't even have to listen very carefully, because at these conferences, they assume everybody's uh, kind of on board with this, drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, they're, they're very open about what they regard as climate sins. Uh, having too many children is a terrible, terrible sin against the climate. Uh, in fact, uh, the first climate summit that I went to, this was fresh out of journalism school in 2009. I went to Copenhagen for the COP15, uh, I believe it was. Um, The the Communist Chinese delegation uh, did a a sideshow presentation where they were talking about how much less CO2 there was in the atmosphere because of their absolutely barbaric one-child policy. Uh, For those who are not familiar with it, uh, until recently, you can only have one child in China uh, under penalty of law. And uh, they they would literally I mean they'd kidnap women who were eight months nine months pregnant they'd strap them down to a table and they would just suck that baby out and and murder it um, they they would forcibly sterilize people and so the communist Chinese delegation comes in and they're bragging about how uh, how wonderful it is that there is now uh, less CO2 in the atmosphere because of this horrific Uh, barbarian policy to to give you some sense of where these people are coming from with their population control fanaticism. Uh, Other climate sins include uh, your CO2 emissions. Uh, Have you been driving a a vehicle? Have you been taking too many airplane flights for non-essential reasons? Have you gone on vacation? Have you been eating steak, right? Because cows emit methane and and supposedly that's a a climate sin. So uh, they repented of their climate sins. And then the, the most blasphemous part of all, they whipped out these two tablets um, that were supposed to be the new Ten Commandments, they were painted green. And, um, you know, they, they kind of redid the Bible story, right? In, in the Bible, uh, Moses goes up Mount Sinai. God gives him these Ten Commandments. Uh, Moses comes back down and finds these uh, silly people worshiping a cow uh, that they have made. And he gets really upset and he smashes the tablets. So uh, these climate religious people, uh, they smashed The Green Ten Commandments, because, of course, we are not uh, treating Mother Earth as she deserves to be treated. So they unveiled these new Ten Commandments. Uh, I actually spent uh, about uh, 40 minutes interviewing the ringleaders of this thing. And uh, one of the uh, one of the ringleaders, he's the uh, founder and CEO of the Peace Department, which is one of the groups uh, involved in organizing this. He says, "Uh, well, you know, we got some bad press over uh, the new 10 commandments. So uh, these these are actually an addendum to the 10 commandments, not new 10 commandments. Uh, And he said, you know, we're working on the third covenant now. I mean, just things that are absolutely blasphemous to to anybody who takes the Bible seriously.
0: So Alex is, uh, he's become a friend. I really enjoy his perspective of things. He has got a great way of summarizing the worldview of what's going on under this planet climate control agenda. And now we take that down to what does it look like at the street level? And I think one of the biggest players at the street level is Apple. And this clip just came out a week or two ago. So we're gonna play that next and then I'll conclude with this piece before we move on to the next slide. So go ahead, Don. Welcome, Bob. Welcome to Apple. Hi, I'm she should Tim. Be here any minute. How is the weather coming in? Hi, I'm Tim.
2: I'm, I'm gonna
3: do the offices already carbon neutral thing, right?
2: Yeah, all yours.
3: I hope we didn't keep you waiting.
1: Mother Nature. Mother Nature, welcome to Apple. How was how the weather getting in?
3: The weather was however I wanted it to be. Let's cut to the chase. In 2020, you promised to bring Apple's entire carbon footprint to zero by 2030. Henry David Thoreau over here said we have a profound opportunity to build a more sustainable future for the planet we share. I think our 10 o'clock said the same thing. They all do. All right. This is my third corporate responsibility gig today, so who wants to disappoint me first? Well, we've got some updates we are excited to share with you. Materials, status. Is there a materials person here? Yes. We are in the process of eliminating all plastic from our packaging by the end- Let me guess. 50 years from now when someone else is left holding the bag. By the end of next year, actually. When we're also currently using 100% recycled aluminum in the enclosures of all our MacBooks, Apple TVs, Apple Watch. What about iPod Shuffle? The, well, I it's a joke. Don't you people make Ted Lasso? Oh, that's a different group. Um, we're also phasing out leather in our iPhone cases. What about Brando over there? They phasing you out too? Oh. What's next? Electricity. Electricity? Status? Uh, uh, we're operating on 100% clean electricity. What runs on 100% clean electricity? Every Apple office, store, and data center runs on clean electricity, thanks to you and your powerful wind and sun. And, mm. and yeah. Apple offices are already carbon neutral. Yeah. This building is carbon neutral? Oh, yeah, we, we do it with a mix of clean energy and eliminating greenhouse emissions. It's kind of like if you were to, You're uh, seriously explaining carbon neutrality to Mother Nature? Right, no, I'm sorry. You want to tell me how photosynthesis works too? Don't.
0: Um, Also, over 300 suppliers have committed to using 100% clean, renewable electricity.
3: What's next?
1: Transportation.
3: I'm proud to report that we're shipping more products by ocean rather than air, which reduces transportation emissions by 95%. 95%? Not too bad. I'm also happy to report that we're investing in projects around the world that protect the Earth's soil, plants, and trees. (laughs) Everyone says they're planting trees. We've planted forests. Oh, hello. Where? Paraguay, Brazil. What, are you trying to save the tropical savanna? Yes. And we've also restored mangroves in Colombia. What else? Grasslands in Kenya. Why? Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. What about your water usage? We've reduced it. By how much? 63 billion gallons. 63 million? Billion.
1: As you can see, we've innovated and retooled almost every part of our process to
3: reduce our impact on the planet. But there's still a lot more work to do. And there's something else we wanted to share with you. You're not trying to bribe Mother Nature with Apple swag. It's Apple's very first carbon neutral product. Hmm. I want to see you do more of this. You will. When?
1: By 2030, all Apple devices will have a net zero climate impact. All of them? All of them.
3: They better. They will. Okay, good. See you next year. (sighs) Don't disappoint your mother.
0: So I have Apple's logo in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. I don't think there's any surprise as to what it means to people who are awake. But then, you know, this lie of climate, it hits a pinnacle. If we have no carbon dioxide in the air, what is actually the truth? And, of course we would have no living plants or animals if there's no carbon dioxide carbon dioxide is just import, as important to life as oxygen so this is part of the the climate lie so where we're at remember we're in the the antichrist system so this is the first system that satan set up in order for us to be deceived so then in that system he's created at least two lies so we have the worship people lie and worship the planet lie well now he's got to set up the second system so as i see it today there is an a race to expose evil so let's go through the next couple of slides don to show that to expose you can you know COVID. COVID is evil, but this race to expose evil is is really a piece to the equation to set up the second beast, the less evil system that is happening at the same time. So it, just to give you a little history, we know that the uh, Oliver Stone's documentary about the JFK murder Uh, when I first saw that, you know, I really liked the documentary because it helped me frame grace's case that our case is about exposing evil. We've submitted to man's system with grace's case, but when you, there's another agenda there. So we see that the real purpose, I believe of the documentary was to show that our government is corrupt. Our government did this to our president. And so then we've got to get rid of this corrupt government we never looked at what's behind the corrupt government which is the satanic agenda this whole idea of jfk's murder it was it was by design as part of this bigger agenda so now we've got the same playbook with covid let's not let this happen again seems to be the mantra that everybody's on because we've got to expose the evil if we expose the evil this will never happen again so let's go through the next slide don to show this in the perspective of what this does so first of all we need to realize that the continual focus on the covid narrative is an exoteric dialectic disguising the esoteric agenda. So exoteric, we can all see it. We can all see this if we're paying attention. Esoterically, we don't see the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. So the esoteric agenda that I'm explaining today is that we have the first beast evil system setting up the second beast, less evil system, the false prophet system, first system, antichrist system, second system, false prophet system, which we'll get to next. And this race to expose evil is necessary to set the stage for everyone left to accept the false prophet system. So COVID was a success exoterically and esoterically from the perspective of the satanic agenda. So here's some things just from the last couple of weeks. We find out the White House knew of myocarditis back in May of 2021. And, you know, what I when I saw that, I thought to myself, which I wrote here, no kidding. Where's where is the news in this fact? Uh, last week, we hear about the air vac, so they can spread this vaccine uh, via the air well of course when they share this with people you got to realize this technology has already been in place likely for decades uh there's mrna in breast milk well no kidding uh that's no surprise either that's the title uh that came out two weeks ago so now what's the goal here of exposing all this and you see on the right hand side i've, I've written assuming you can hold these globalists to account which takes more faith than believing in Jesus, which people don't do. It will take too long to hold them to account because of the antichrist legal system that they've set up. So we're all chasing this in this chase to expose evil and hold people to account is at the um, expense of the truth and at the desire of Satan. So can we really be this blind? So Don, this, this is a very short clip and so the answer is yes without God. so go ahead and play that clip Don.
1: This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But... Did you see the moonwalking bear?
0: So of course, COVID is the people in white passing the ball. The moonwalking bear is the real agenda, the esoteric agenda, the false prophet system coming next. So let's go to the conclusion slide. So this is the conclusion of the Antichrist section of this presentation. Deception facilitates physical destruction of man. That's part of one of Satan's goals is the physical destruction. Exposing this evil side sets up the light, the false light side, which while we're all focused on the evil, the less evil is working just as hard to deceive us. Satan needs the evil side exposed in order to snap the last side of the control, control grid into place. All right, let's go into the false prophet system. So the next slide is just the introduction slide. We've got now the spiritual destruction set up. We've got the physical destruction taking place with the Antichrist system. Now the false prophet, the second beast system, uh, takes care of the spiritual destruction. So is this the great deception? Let's go to the next slide, Don. I'm going to read 2 Thessalonians 2 verses 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance to how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays and power through signs and wonders that serve to lie, or that serve the lie, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth, and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie, and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. The wickedness is the antichrist system. This is Paul writing to the Christians. So this is not for the non-Christians. This is Paul writing to the Christians. So a great deception. And I believe that grace, great deception is the false prophet system. So how does Satan do it? Let's go to the angel of light slide. He does in a lot of ways, but God tells us this is going to happen first. Second Corinthians 11 verses 14 to 15. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of, I got to redo that. So again, like we said last time, Don, if you don't make mistakes, people don't. (laughs) don't think this is, is real. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. All right, so let's go to, does this even make sense? How is he gonna do it? And let's go to the next slide. Matthew 24, 24, for false prophets, excuse me, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive if possible, even the elect. All right, so this is a warning. So this is the New Testament. What about the Old Testament? Does it give us some thought process as to if Satan will come as an angel of light? And you can see I've got the references to Daniel 8, verses 23 through 25. And in 24, I've highlighted in red, shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. So this is what the angel of light does. He comes to destroy the mighty and holy people. And how does he do it? And by peace shall destroy many. So this is the idea that it's a false prophet system. It's going to be something that deceives. It's going to look good, even though, remember, Satan can do no good. He can only sin. So have we fallen for this type of false light before? And I've just made a couple of references here. You see in Genesis Esau sold his birthright for food, so if we have food shortages, is that enough for us to sell our soul to Satan? In 1 Samuel chapter 8, people don't want to be accountable. They wanted a king. And why do we want a king? Because the king can set the rules. We can follow rules, but God wants the heart. So we're less accountable with a king. So yes, we can fall trap to it. It's near impossible. In fact, it is impossible to not fall trap on our own, which we're going to go through at the end with deception. All right, let's go to the next slide, Don. Will will the COVID amnesty be a tool to fool? And I believe it is. I think amnesty, amnesty has been floated already since November of 2022. I think that's going to be a play that Satan uses to to show that hey, show that the government can end COVID, pay everybody off and hey let's let's uh, get this behind us you know uh, the revelation talks about the mark you know i don't know what that is exactly and i'm not trying to be a prophet here but what i can tell you is that this idea of an angel of light will be deceptive because god told us that so the mark offered by the second beast system what can it include it can include can include a gold-backed system, we'd all like that, versus the fiat currency. A debt jubilee, the the word jubilee is on purpose being used, and I think it would be used again. Prosperity funds, that means we all get a basic allowance from the government. Uh, stopping child trafficking, everybody would agree with that. Military tribunals to hold the people accountable for this uh, SIOP and the murders to account. Uh, of course, we'd all like that. And, you know, ultimately replacing the entire cabal propaganda. So that would sound pretty good. But if it's the false prophet, it's uh, it's not from God. And I'm going to show you how you can tell the difference here in a bit. All right, so let's go to the conclusion slide. So the desire to have the evil end And our propensity to be trapped by security and comfort, which has become an idol, snaps the final piece of the control grid into place. So remember, we're talking about the antichrist system that captures most people because we want to follow this system. We want to be part of the system because that system, the antichrist system has no accountability to God. Well, that sets up the trap for the false prophet system. And the false prophet system, because the evil's being exposed. There's a race to expose evil right now. It sets up Satan resurrecting himself as an angel of light, coming in as the savior to save the planet from all this evil. But it's under the guise of security and comfort. It has nothing to do with God, and that traps the rest of the population, which was Satan's goal right from the beginning. All right. So then, to wrap things up, we. Don't want to be deceived. And this is the last section for today. We'll go to the next slide, Don. That's just the open slide. So what I'm going to do here is explain how Satan uses the Hegelian dialectic. This is a review of the slides today. Let's go to the next slide, Don. So Satan is a master at using problem reaction solution. So we see with COVID, just a simple example, we had problem, we have a fake plandemic or a fake pandemic it's a plandemic so that's a problem reaction fear solution the jab so problem reaction solution you see this is all set up ahead of time well on a esoteric level we see the problem is now evil this race to expose evil what's the reaction oh my gosh the, the fear so then the solution the angel of light that's the esoteric Hegelian dialectic. So we see things, the dark world order, this evil, we see false religions, progressives, government control, fiat currency, debt, the world economic forum, implementing the great reset, the cabal. And God says that that beast system, the antichrist beast system is like a lion. So that sets up The dark world order sets up the light world order. So false religions, we have America. And I'm going to drill that down in part six. The progressives, we have the patriots. Opposite of government control, power back to the people. Opposite of a fiat currency, the gold back currency. Opposite of debt, debt forgiveness. The opposite of the Great Reset, the Great Reawakening, they're calling it the Great Awakening. The opposite of the Cabal, the Alliance, the opposite of the like a lion, the beast, God calls it, the second beast is like a lamb. So it's going to come in looking like a lamb to fool anyone who doesn't have God as their source of truth. All right, so what does this look like in illustration form? Let's go to the next slide, Don. And I I said earlier, I'm going to tell you, how can you spot that this isn't from God? and so this is a visual to show you in picture form what does this look like and what's missing and you can see all the promotion of this false prophet system the light side the alliance all is missing one thing and that is how do we get here we got here by rejecting god and so the only way out of this is repentance all right let's go to the final educational slide don and so this is some final thoughts that i have about this message so Personally, my focus is on repentance and getting right with God because the time is short. God's judgment is overdue. I believe that we are in the last days and it's because God's judgment is overdue. I can't tell you if I'm right and wrong. or wrong. I know this message was put on my heart by God. And it was specifically put on my heart as part of the research that I was doing with Grace's murder. And what I became aware of is don't fall trap, Scott, to this idea of using Grace's murder to expose evil. Expose what's really happening. Be a watchman on the wall and expose what's really happening. And that's why this particular presentation about the why, until you know the why, you know nothing. Satan can only sin. I see this is the most important presentation that I could maybe ever do. We'll see what comes next. Uh, all right, over on the right-hand side, where are we at in God's timeline? Jesus said, no one knows but the Father. But we can know that where we are at with all the experience, that evil we are experiencing did not happen overnight. It happened through a slippery slope of rejecting God one little step at a time, and it got us to where we're at today. Uh, A friend of mine, Pastor Matt Truella, the author of The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, explains, quote, the more insane the rebellion, the more insane the consequences. So the rebellion is the rebellion against God. So that means the consequences from God have to be more insane because our rebellion is insane. And then in closing, we have rebelled against God slowly at first and rapidly today, and we are experiencing severe consequences. What's God's purpose in this law? And I'm talking about the law of choice and consequence and that purpose of that law is to bring us to repentance if we repent he will save us if we don't he will destroy us all right let's go to the conclusion slide don there's been an orchestrated convergence giving us the an illusion of choice but instead trapping its slaves to depend on the government for everything we're being played i see a a headline which i I think we're going to do as a as a headline coming up with our our, uh, public relations campaign. The US is in shock trying to figure out what happened while the satanic agenda continues. That's really what the purpose of this discussion today has been about. There's never been a more urgent time to submit to the real king. He is the only one who can protect us. So today we covered four areas. We did an introduction to give you an overview of God versus Satan, uh, that this is a spiritual battle. Then the the antichrist system. So how has Satan in, implemented this uh, deception of mankind? Well, he did it through the antichrist system. So this entire system, over the six thousand years, has been developed to be antichrist. And so, what's next? The false prophet system. So that was part three, and then part four is don't be deceived. And the single way you can not be deceived is to realize how we got here. And then the only way out is repentance and relying on God. All right, so what's up next? Let's go to the final slide. And you'll see it's titled, What Began in the Garden Continues Today. Today, we worked on the esoteric agenda, next time we're going to talk about the exoteric agenda and i want to drill down some very specific ways that satan has used to trap us with esoteric dialectics so that's what you have look to look forward to next week thanks for watching today one last thing i know i closed already but i wore this shirt on purpose and this is my shirt to show that i was in jail but then what's the shirt underneath i I'm out of jail now. So this antichrist false prophet system is the jail. And uh, my shirt underneath. So that's our that's our get out of jail free card. All right. That's all I have for today. Thank you very much for watching and listening.